Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlanis. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. I've got a good sermon for you entitled Philosophy, the Vanity of Genetically Altered Christianity. Somebody's always trying to give you their philosophy, and that makes you flip-flop on the Word of God. See, men and believers flip-flop with the Word, but God's Word is very simple. All you got to do is line upon line, precept upon precept, and guess what? You're going to receive what you believe in God for. So let's go into this great sermon called Philosophy, the vanity of genetically altered Christianity. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Oh, you're going to learn something today. Get a pencil and paper. Make some notes. It's going to change the way you think. So watch this and be blessed and learn. The reason why we have so many denominations, non-denominations, and interdenominations, we've been reading a genetically altered Bible. We don't want God as a reality. We want him as an opinion. You ought to write that down. That'll help you. See, God is not an opinion. He is a living reality. But you see, everybody wants their doctrinal creed to be what they want, so they genetically alter the thing. And yes, you ask people, what did God say? Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what he said, but this is what I believe. Excuse me. I'm not interested in what you believe. What did he say? Now, if this is really real and really true, then we ought to be living in this. So let me deal with this verse here first. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. So notice this, when you get into a, a philosophy, vain deceit comes. And then from that, it progresses to the traditions of men, to the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Before you know it now, you're homiletically, hermeneutically, philosophically, theologically taught, which is nothing wrong if you do that from God's word, but if you do it from somebody's commentary, you got problems. Because supposing the person that's given the commentary doesn't believe in healing, then you up, you up the river without a paddle because you got to just take what comes. So write this down. Beware means warning. Philosophy is the word the Bible uses to describe man's religion. Now in Mars Hill, when you hear about the Apostle Paul, they were philosophical there. They were, and then he said, I, I noticed something about you. There, there's something called the unknown God. See, for years, I always wondered why God would kind of let people do things in the Old Testament, but he wouldn't let us do some of the things in the New Testament that I would, wouldn't mind doing in the Old Testament. I like some of the Old Testament. You could slap some people and the Lord say, okay, <laughs> let's just be honest here, you know. You know what I'm saying? You get mad, you know, it's just, wham, just knock them out, Lord Jesus. Half an eye. Then Jesus came up with this love thing. which is the greatest of all the commandments. See what I'm saying? So it just seems like, then I noticed in the book of Acts chapter 17, God said he winked at those things because they were ignorant. He said, but once Christ came, died, resurrected, redeemed you, now you're held accountable for what the word of God has to say concerning you. That's why God winked at slavery. Because in that way of thinking, they were not born again as we are today. You see what I'm saying? But once Christ in you, the hope of glory, then you held responsible for the word of God because now you have the mind of Christ. Oh, this is going to be good. Write this down. Beware means warning. Philosophy is the word the Bible uses to describe man's religion. Now, notice this. People say, well, this is what I think, but this is what I believe. No, what did God say? Well, I, I, see, most people can't tell you what God said. They tell you what they believe but it may be contrary totally to what God said. Write this down. Religion comes from a genetically altered Bible. Faith has been replaced with man's philosophy. 
Now, how is that done? First, it is governed by the mind of the flesh instead of the faith-producing inspiration of the Spirit. Your Bible ought to be a faith-producing inspiration book, but it only must come from the Spirit. Now, I'm going to say that over because many of you are writing it down. Religion comes from a genetically altered Bible. Faith has been replaced with man's philosophy. It is governed by the mind of the flesh instead of the faith-producing inspiration of the Spirit. Now, and you go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. A genetically altered statement is this. Well, you know, you can't expect God to heal you all the time. Because you know how God is. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. That's a genetically altered statement from a genetically altered Bible. Psalms 89, verse 34 says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that goes out of my lips. But I'm trying to get it, brother. Jack. Trying don't get nothing done. I didn't try to come to fourth word. I did. If I would be trying to get to fourth word, I'd still be in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? You don't try to do nothing. I didn't try to marry Kathy. I married her. I mean, that, that priest would have knocked my brains out. Do you take this woman? I'll try. <laughs> Go sit your ugly self down, boy. You don't try this. Now, I'm going to say something you may disagree with, but I'm not much on those uh, signing those, uh, what do they call those, uh, those agreements before marriage. What they call them things? Oh, y'all know it, huh? Y'all sign some? Y'all sign some. What they call them? Prenuptials. Why? Because you're saying you're going to try this. In other words, when you take this woman, you take her. When she takes you, she takes you. That means the good with the bad. And it really ain't nothing bad. It's just sometimes in the world, things get bad. And it causes people to do bad things. So what does God say about that? He says, love her like I love the church. Woo, that's big. That's real, real big. But I prefer Old Testament. I ain't gonna lie. Because why? I want my way. But you see, I've been held to a higher standard. Not that I'm better, it's just that Jesus opened up knowledge for us. So he said, beware, beware. Some people say, well, you know, I don't believe in the rapture. We'll stay here. <laughs> Enjoy yourself because you're going to get your brains and your rear end kicked hard. I'm going out on the first load. I'm going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now you can do what you want to do. So while you're getting your brains beat out, I'll eat your dinner. And I won't have to get fat and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> My Lord Jesus. So religion comes from a genetically altered Bible. So that's a net genetically altered statement, see? We know God said that. He said, if you would, watch it, if you would say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Notice you got to tell your mountain where to go. You tell everybody else where to go. Why can't you tell your mountain where to go? Not doubt in your heart. This ain't got anything to do with God. This is you. See, we all waiting for God. Why don't God talk to my mountain? It's not his mountain. It's not his. That's yours. Well, you just can't. You can't dissolve the mountain. You, why? This is a genetically altered statement. You have to climb the mountain. And you get almost to the top, then you and grandma slide down and kill each other. 
See, you, they want you to be a mountain climber. Religion genetically alters it from a mountain dissolver to a mountain climber. And they give you all this wonderful stuff. You learn a lot of stuff when you go up. Yeah, you bust your knees, you bust your hands, all this kind of junk. Cancer teaches something. You better hurry up because you're going to die. <laughs> Cancer hurts. I've seen too much of that. That's a genetically altered statement. Here's another one. Give, but don't expect anything in return. That's another genetically altered statement coming from a genetically altered Bible. Because you see, they gave and they didn't receive them. But that doesn't make the word of God untrue because you didn't receive it. It says, let us not be weary. In what? For in due season, if you what? It says, be not deceived. God is not what? Now, you telling me if you don't expect to receive off of every seed you sow, watch this, you are mocking God and saying God is not true and you saying you got that from a genetically altered Bible and a genetically altered phrase out of some genetically altered preacher. What did God say? What did he say? Beware means warning because see, it sounds so intellectual. Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia were great, great schools to put out clergy. Go read their history. And yet they're the most far left, completely almost denied God in every area of their lives now. Why? They got genetically altered. And it was done through philosophy. Theory. Then a theory became a fact. No one can prove it. Now I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. You follow what I'm saying? Albert Einstein spent his whole life defending that he was not an atheist. Now he didn't believe some of the things we believe, but he said, my God, every time I look up there, there is, there is intelligent design that works perfect. And he used this statement all the time if you read his life. Was he said, God doesn't shoot dice. See, to the, to the scientific mind, it's a gamble. It just happened. No, God don't shoot dice. Why would God shoot dice? If God would gamble, he knows what the end result is. Just bet on the right thing. So religion comes from a genetically altered Bible. Faith has been replaced with man's philosophy. It is governed by the inspiration, or is, it is governed by the mind of the flesh instead of the faith-producing inspiration of the Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture, all, all Scripture. You can't take out what you don't like. All Scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. And is what? Just you, stop it. Is what? It is what? Now, how many times you went to church and you didn't profit? come you, your, your clock wasn't turned when you went to church? Woo! Because somebody altered something that should have not been altered. You should have been inspired every time you go to church. You went to church feeling good, came out feeling bad, should have stayed home. What happened? You were given all the nutritional value of the word of God was stripped from you. And you had no taste of who he is. My Lord, Lord. I'm going to buy this tape myself. Jesus, help me. <laughs> Write this down. Religious philosophy is a way of thinking. 
but Jesus is the way. See, Jesus or Christianity, they have genetically altered Christianity, but they've never been able to genetically alter Jesus. They're trying. They're trying to genetically alter Jesus as the son of the living God because Mary was his woman and he had a baby out of wedlock. You hear it all the time. See, they're trying to philosophy. You know, twist that enough to get to the point you start swallowing this, then you don't know what really is good and what's really bad. Most of you have never tasted real milk. You've tasted milk that come out the grocery store. Homogenized, pasteurized. I mean, if you took a, a hit, of, not a hit, but I'm back in the world. If you took a glass, <laughs> your past was just as bad too. <laughs> if you took a glass of milk, real milk, it's got cream on it. That's good stuff. Oh no, that'll kill you. Now you're drinking milk that you, that's blue. So thin, you don't even know what it is. Do you remember when you could go to dinner and not worry about cholesterol? You remember you could go to dinner and not worry about how many calories on the menu? You notice most of your parents outlive most of the people that are living today. Why? Cholesterol, I guess. I don't know. They just ate. No, what happened is we got into genetically altering food with chemicals and all kinds of, so that the apple would be pretty. So we spray it with something. It's called shelf life. We can carry it another three weeks, you'll buy it. We'll make more money. We don't care about your family, but we're going to make more money. I would just love to ask some of these food producers, do you have any children? Are you going to feed this to your kids so you can make an extra two weeks of shelf life? Genetically altered. Oh, is this good stuff? See, it's vanity. It's genetically altered Christianity. Religious philosophy is a way of thinking, but Jesus is the way. Now, John 14, 6 says that if Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. If Jesus is the truth, you cannot be deceived. If Jesus is the life, then the devil can't kill you. If he's the way, the truth, he's not a truth or some truth or I talk truth. He says, I am truth. So if Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. People ask me all the time, how do you know where to go? I get, when I sound prideful, I get anywhere from 30 to 40 requests. That I, a lot of people ask me to come all the time. Thank God for that. I've been waiting for the slowdown. Really, I mean, you know, my hair is white and everything. I think, you know, let some of these younger guys, hey, that's fine with me. That's great. You know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, and, but you know what? It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And God gives me energy. I'm just able to do it. Give him glory. I don't know. How, you know, but you know what? He's the way. Well, how do you know which one to go to? Oh, that's simple. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. It don't have to do nothing with money. I may be in a church of 25,000 and the next day I may be in a church of 125. It doesn't make any difference to me because see, I'm debt free. Hallelujah. And I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. It ain't my fault. Don't get mad at me. It's not my fault. I accepted what God said. That if I would sow, I would reap. So I live by my giving. So it makes no difference. And a lot of people say, how does he do those things? I don't read a genetically altered Bible. Here's a genetically altered statement from a lot of traveling ministry. Oh, they're going to get mad when I say this. I can't come to a church unless it's at least a thousand. 
See, because you're supposed to meet their need. That's why they struggle. Yet in 31 years of full-time ministry, I've never had a financial deficit. Now, I serve a Jewish God. We do good business. And I was raised with Italians. You do what you got to do. So with that combination, it works. Now, how did that happen? I don't do stupid things with your money. I don't do stupid things with my partner's money. I don't, want to, I don't want to waste my money. Why should I waste yours? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I refuse to genetically alter something because I might want that. But after, if you keep drinking and eating, quote, religious, genetically altered food, when the real comes, you go, that's of the devil. Isn't that amazing? Can't believe that. Don't name it and claim it, people. Some people may have got out of line with that. Some people did some stupid things. Blab it and grab it. You know, you word of faith. Would you like to be called word of doubt? You know, we didn't didn't say that about you. Now, did some people go overboard in some areas? Yeah. Because, see, they, they, they tried to live on someone else's faith. When I first read The Laws of Prosperity by Kenneth Copeland, I knew it was a revelation sent to me by God, but I realized that it was not given to me, it was given to him. I, had to, I, I got it secondhand. What I didn't experience, what Kenneth Copeland experienced, when God revealed that revelation to him. But you know what? As I studied it and meditated on it, oh, then I began to receive it like he received it. But when I first heard it, I said, that's got to be crazy. I never heard of Kenneth Copeland or Kenneth Hagen. They used to call him Copenhagen. Remember that? I didn't even know what that was. We from South Louisiana, man. Then I found out with some of them, uh, those things that make you blue jeans, put a, a white ring on the back of your, whatever. What do they call that stuff? What is that? Is that tobacco? Yeah, I, I never did. That gross chewing, spitting tobacco. Lord. Ooh, and I used to eat a lot of brownies with other stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all, what was that? You don't want to know about that. that now, nah, but I didn't, you know, I didn't understand that. So when people would try to, uh, Sister Glory, they would say, you, you, you into that Copeland stuff. See, they were giving me a shot. And I went, thank you. Because I seemed to like everything he said. Then I realized I matched his words with God's words and there were no difference. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. When you're told something that does not line up with God's word, it's not true. And I can't say that strong enough. Religious man-made philosophy brings confusion, and Satan is the author of confusion. Think about that. So let's get back to the joy of simple, childlike faith. Not childish, but childlike. Now, how do you do that? By simply believing what he says. If he says, by his stripes you were healed, then you are. Yeah, but I am sick. I'm not dealing with your am sick. I'm dealing with your word healed. See, I want to get everybody to look at your answer like you're looking at your problem. Your answer will become bigger than the problem and will get rid of the problem. Let me ask you this. Have you been praying for healing? How about restoration? More finances? Are people discouraging you you with their opinions? You know, I call opinions transitory forms of thought floating on the ocean of life. They change with every way. Ask yourself what God says about it and then go believe what God says. That's all. Listen, don't confuse this thing. This is just that simple. 
You know, I had a great question given to me by a wonderful couple the other day. This man named Greg wrote this. My wife Sylvia and I are partners, and we want to thank you for helping us understand the simple truths of God's word. We were married at a courthouse where we acquired a marriage license that was stamped and dated by deputy. There was no ceremony at all. Can you please tell me or tell us if God requires a ceremony for marriage? No, you did everything right. You did it legally. You loved her. You married her. That's kind of, now, if you want a ceremony, you can have one. That's not the issue. But you know what it is? When you look at it, you say, woman, I'll take you for the rest of my life, and she takes you for the rest of, uh, of your life. It's done, ladies and gentlemen. My God. So, hallelujah. Don't worry about anything. But if you feel like you missed out on something, go have, go have a, a, a ceremony. What's wrong with that? Well, I'll give you a prime example. Some people renew their vows, right? Some had 50 years. Well, they want another ceremony, and nothing wrong with getting one. So do that, and you'll be blessed great. I hope today's program has brought clarity to all of you watching when it comes to God's word for your life. I'm telling you, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for people that are watching now that philosophy will not be a part of their life, that the word will be 100% a part of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I sure would like to pray for you. Kathy's coming right now with some glorious moments. I love that name of that, glorious moments, because it gives God honor. Kathy, take it away. Bless the people and let them be blessed by God also. Welcome to Glorious Moments. Today I want to read a part of an amazing testimony from Minnesota. It says, I have been watching your videos on YouTube faithfully for almost an entire year. The Lord called me into ministry in March of 2020, and later that summer, he told me to go into full-time university study away from home and to do it without any student loans. I had watched your message, Don't Limit God, during the furlough from work in the beginning of COVID. I watched God pour resurrection power into my faith that summer in the midst of not working and provide abundantly over my needs during that season of furlough. That video was also the first time I had ever seen Jesse. And from then on, I was hooked on this guy. He had something that I wanted, big faith and big belief. I'm now just finishing my second semester of Bible college with a 4.0 GPA, and God has provided abundantly above all that I could ask or imagine. I have been blessed to overflowing. I have been a student that has not suffered lack. Being a broke college student is a myth. In fact, God has blessed me with finances to live well while in school. He has given me the power to buy good groceries, good clothes, necessary school tools like this laptop I'm on, and even to buy gifts for my girlfriend, mom, brother, and family members. That is an incredible testimony of God's work. I'm believing God for big things. I'm telling him what I want him to do this year and next year. You too, Jesse and Kathy, have become like my own grandparents as mine have passed away. Thank you for speaking life, truth, and faith from the Word of God to me and to the world. I love that. You know, God's Word is filled with wisdom for your life. Trust Him to pour resurrection power into your faith and bless you abundantly today. God bless you. You can broadcast the wonderful works of God right where you are. 
Mark your calendars for Kathy Duplantis' 2021 Glorious Conference. Join us October 1st and 2nd at the JDM International Headquarters in Destrehan, Louisiana. Everyone is welcome and registration is free. Visit JDM.org for more information. I hope you're enjoying the message today, and I encourage you to get my book, Distortion, the Vanity of Genetically Altered Christianity, which is philosophy. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this book. It's an in-depth study of what you've been learning today. You can order and get any other book you'd like at jdm.org. I'm telling you, this will change your life. It's got great revelation in it, and it's about time you hear what the Word says instead of somebody's opinion. Pardon this, I can't thank you enough for what you do for this ministry. You, 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 you faithfully, financially support it. We've been preaching 45 years, never have had a financial deficit. I say it all the time. You know why? You ready? You know what I'm ready to say. I trust you and you trust me and we both trust God. I like saying that. Praise God. I trust you, you trust me, and we both trust God. That's what it's all about. And I want to thank you from the top. Well, bless God. I don't know how to say thank you enough all these years. We've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry to give us a soul into the kingdom. I believe that's what you want. You invest in this ministry because you know we work hard and we get people saved and we add to the kingdom of God. So thank you. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We got some big projects. God just keeps giving me things. And guess what? They come to pass because of your faithful financial support. Also, for our August partner offer, we have something wonderful entitled, Why Is It My Giving Working? How many times you've given you did not receive? There's four types of giving. You've heard me talk about this, but this is very important in your life. It will teach you the way God designed giving. So it will work in your life, not some of the time, all the time. You'll learn how to make your giving work in any economic climate. I'm telling you, this stuff will work. Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. I've had so many people say, my God, that four types of giving. Of all the sermons I've heard on giving, that thing works better than anybody else. I'm not bragging on that. That's directly out of the word of God. Any economic climate doesn't make any difference what country, what county, what parish, wherever you might live. God's word will work. And I mean that sincerely. Partners, once again, thank you for being so courteous and kind. You know, when I see finance, I, I think about people all the time. I call it blood money. I go in the world and get people saved. I'm a soul man. I like that old, old song way back when. Because we believe in just populating heaven with the wonderful people that God created on earth. But it can't happen without me and you doing something to get this work done. Thank you for your faithful financial support. Thank you for joining me for this week's broadcast, and I mean that sincerely. There's never a day go by that you're not prayed for. We pray for you, me and Kathy, daily. So until next week, hallelujah, this is Jesse the Plant saying we love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. In the August issue of Voice of the Covenant magazine, Jesse shares on prayers of doubt and the choices that kill. Kathy shows you how to sound the alarm, you will be encouraged with Glorious Moments praise reports, view our TV and meeting schedule, and much more. Voice of the Covenant magazine, available in your mailbox and interactive at jdm.org. Get your copy today.
Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. I made up my mind that in the midst of time, the hardest time, we should preach joy beyond, our, beyond human comprehension. Because the Bible said everything named has to bow the name of Jesus. Did you rebuke the coronavirus today? There's some people, I don't mean this to sound rude, that some people don't have enough faith to get up. So you know what you do? Instead of criticizing them, you add your faith to them. You just begin to speak for them as well as speak for yourself.